Good afternoon. How are you? Welcome to episode number 28 of the DBPT podcast. I'm Dave Ballantyne, I'm your host, and thank you for taking the time to check out the episode. Um, I always appreciate it when people you know, take time out of their day, out of their schedule to listen to my ramblings, so I appreciate it. Um, today, uh, well actually, first, next week I have Gregor Ridley on. Um, Gregor is um, a PT that I know from uh, the commie, the commie pool gym. Um, he works a lot with runners. And we're going to be talking about all things running. So I've had a few questions in already via social media. If you have any other questions or any questions for Gregor, um, just send them my way. I'll pass them on, make sure that we get everything covered. Um, if you're listening to this after Wednesday the 19th, which is highly likely, uh, then you've missed your chance. Um, but tune into next week's episode anyway because he will be giving a lot of um, great advice for anybody who wants to improve their running. Um, so yeah, listen to that, check it out next week. But on with today. Um, first thing that I want to talk about is whether or not you need to track calories in order to lose weight or lose body fat. Um it's a tough subject I've talked about before, but um, I had a couple of new clients start recently, and you know, one was well, neither were particularly keen on tracking calories, but um, there are other options. Um, now, when we talk about fat loss, the conversation has to be nutrition led. Okay, nutrition changing or making some small changes in your diet is the easiest way for you to create the calorie deficit that you need to achieve the goal. Um, You take in fewer calories, your body has to pull calories from stores, i.e. fat, and use that for energy, okay? So, um, you know, you there's a whole thing you, the quote is you can't out exercise a bad diet and it's true okay um no matter how hard you train you're unlikely to be able to burn enough calories um to outwork or offset the calorie intake you have um from poor diet choices um that is at least if you're semi-normal and you have a regular work schedule, if you've got five or six hours a day to train, then keep doing what you're doing because most of us don't have that amount of time. Increasing your output via exercise, via walking, via being a bit more physically active day-to-day is a great thing. But you treat that as a way to improve your fitness, to improve your health, to improve your strength and stamina stamina, and all the other things. Your diet is what drives fat loss though. So from that perspective, calories most definitely count. However, if tracking calories is likely to trigger you into bad eating habits, um, into uh, over fixation on the numbers and stop enjoying food and 
causing you to have some sort of disordered eating pattern then tracking doesn't need to be done you don't do it it's it's not um, an essential part of the game now i will say if you want to get super lean like bodybuilder fitness competitor up on stage in your pants lean then you're probably going to have to track in fact there's no probably about it you're going to have to track because you have to be so tight with your diet that you can't eyeball things because as you get hungrier as you get leaner you are going to increase your portion sizes even if it's subconsciously because your body's fighting you the whole way of the process if you're just getting down losing a few kilos getting down to you know where you feel that you want to be in terms of um in terms of fat loss and body shape then there are other options but we're going to start with tracking anyway because it is kind of the gold standard personally for clients i recommend that you track calories and protein if you're going to track fat and carbs can be manipulated on a daily basis in fact it's probably better to do it that way um because it gives you more flexibility in your dietary approach um calories and protein are the two biggest nutritional factors for fat loss okay get your calories right get your protein intake correct and the rest is just details okay it's not going to change your success any if those two things are, are fixed if you go for a high fat low carb approach or a low fat high carb approach or somewhere in between they all work out equally if the calories are right okay um use your carbs and fats to improve adherence enjoy the foods that you like but stay within your calories okay so that's if you're going to track calories however if you don't want to track calories via my fitness pal or one of these other um tracking apps the next option for you is a food log now this could be a visual or a written food log so you can take photos of all your food so you can record each meal as you go or you can hand write it um including uh the times roughly that you ate your feelings of hunger before the meal and your feelings of satisfaction after the meal um that'll help you gauge whether you overate or not so you have to have a bit of mindfulness here you have to have a bit of thought in what you're recording and you have to be honest okay if you are scoring your fullness and satisfaction out of 10 say um and you eat until you're absolutely fit to burst don't put a seven down for fullness you know put an 11 all right and it gives you an idea that on that meal on that particular time and day you went over calories quite a bit but you might be able to track that back to a reason what what caused you to go over calories that day what can you do in the future to minimize that effect um, so you can use it to help track uh, where habits are creeping in good and bad and you can use it to adjust uh, your approach as you go forward okay but you're still using some kind of logging tactic to create the outcome that you want okay hopefully that makes sense if you find tracking or creating a food log boring and most people do then there is another option 
and it's the three meals, two snacks or three meals, one snack, depending on your needs. Um, now, there are a lot of options out here, but I like this one because it's very, very simple. Um, I got this from a seminar I was at with Jordan Syatt, uh back, I think it was the start of the year in Ireland. Um, it was great. If you're not following Jordan, then definitely get on that site fitness on uh, social media. Um, but his um, really simple approach is three meals, two snacks. So your meals, um, there are a couple of rules that you need to follow. Your meals have to fit on a plate, one plate, and it has to be a regular size plate, not a cartoon size giant plate. Um, half the plate is filled with veggies your choice, whatever they want to be, um, as long as they're veggie veggies and not carb veggies like potatoes. A quarter of your plate is filled with a protein source, so meat, fish, tofu, whatever you want. The remainder of the plate is filled with your preference on carbs and or fats. Um, the rule is it has to fit on the plate. You can't take a second plate. A dessert would have to be on a second plate, so you wouldn't have that but we'll get to that in a second because sometimes you want a dessert. And that's your three meals. So you build your three meals across the day on that format, okay? Um, and yes, that can work for breakfast. Um, you just have to be a little bit creative in your thinking and how you build the meal. So for example, um, if I was doing it, it would be maybe like a bowl of Greek yogurt. So 250 grams of Greek yogurt. That takes care of your protein and your fats. Um, add in some berries or sliced up banana, uh, something like that. And there is your, I know it's not vegetable, but there is your fruit part of that. So that counts for the, effectively for the veggies because you've got the, the nutrients from the fruit, um, but you also get the sugars in there to give you your carb source. Okay, so that's one way you could do that. Your snacks are Pam sized, they are based on either protein, fruit, or vegetable. Okay, so what we're looking at is high nutrient, low calorie snacks that fit in the palm of your hand. Okay, so a protein shake would count, um, an apple, a banana, um, a serving of berries, some veggie sticks, um, a protein bar. Um, a chicken breast fantastic snack for making you feel very full afterwards believe it or not um, what wouldn't count would be a handful of peanut butter um, because it's a fat source and not a protein source as many people like to believe I'm just going to close this window because there's a big dirty great big van outside my house there um, looks like somebody's getting a new sofa happy days uh, not us, unfortunately. Um, anyway, so there's your your meals and your snacks. So your meals, based on veggies and protein, they fit on one plate. Your snacks, palm-sized, protein, veggie, or fruit-based. Okay? Now, if you were to, say, be going out and you wanted a dessert, take one of the snacks away, add in your dessert. It's the same total number of plates. You just spread the load around a little bit differently. If you're going out for drinks later on, if you're having um, a drink late, later on, a beer, glass of wine, something like that, take away one of the snacks. 
calories will roughly equate. If you're having two drinks or more, take both cat snacks away um, and enjoy the drinks. <laughs> don't stress it. It's one night. Um, just don't go mental. Um, but yeah, there's your three options. So you've got structure built into each of them, uh, whether it's tracking calories, whether it is keeping a food log, or whether it is the three snacks, uh, three three meals, two snacks option. Okay, so if you're struggling with the nutrition side of things, give those a try and see how you get on. Hopefully that will uh, move things forward for you a little bit. And if you have any questions, just get in touch. And I will obviously be very happy to help. Um, the second thing I was going to talk about um, is actually something that I put up in my client Facebook group last week. Um, and it's a question that I get fairly often when it comes to single leg work. And that is, is it okay to hold on your support when you're doing your single leg stuff and the answer is dependent on your desired outcome if the outcome is strength based i.e you're say you're looking at you know single leg rdl you're looking at strength therefore you're looking at the action of the muscle okay of the glute um You want to remove balance and stability from the equation. Therefore, using an upright to hold on to, to give you a little bit more balance and reassurance, as long as you're not overly reliant on using that to pull you up and move the move the load, that is absolutely fine. Because you, you want to maximize the action of the muscle. If, however, your goal is stability where you want to work on the function of the muscle of the glutes the glute medius glute minimus um the glute max obviously then the function of that is a stability function okay so you don't want any external support helping you out there what you might do is adjust your stance slightly you might um reduce load you might um for example, on single leg RDL, you might use the back foot sliding along the floor so you've got that next point of contact without relying on that when taking the weight. So if you're working on your right leg, say your left foot, instead of being off the floor, would slide along the floor, help you get in better position, provide a little bit of external support without taking load. And that way you're going to work more effectively through the function of the glute meds and glute minimus um, and glute max. And that is the stability through the hip. So it's it's context dependent okay um the other options obviously step ups um you want the, the working leg the leg on the platform doing the work if balance is an issue and you're looking for a strength outcome then use an upright to give you a bit of support and make that movement a little bit easier to do um so yeah, the, the, the answer is technique dependent uh, or outcome dependent. Okay, so strength, if the, the outcome is strength, think action of the muscle. Therefore, you want to move as much load with as good technique as you can. You want to take balance and uh, instability out of the equation. If stability is the goal, you want to 
maximize that input so you don't want any external uh, support or too much external support so you might want to reduce load and work on technique keeping the hips flat all that sort of stuff um, so yeah hopefully that helps if you're doing single leg stuff and you're uh, wondering about whether a support or not is is allowed or not allowed yeah yeah whatever um okay so that's it for me today relatively short one uh remember i'll be back next week with an interview with gregor ridley um you can check him out uh gregor ridley on instagram uh puts a lot of good stuff up for runners and if you have any questions for him fire them my way and i will make sure they're passed on and we get them answered in the in the session all right have a great afternoon great week great weekend when it comes i will see you next week take it easy